It has been said that we get neither better nor worse with age, just more ourselves. And today we're having a conversation about aging, not only as sensitives, but as eternal beings and how we become more sovereign in ourselves, how we practice finding that empowered state of being. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to be here today with Dr. Rosie Kuhn, not just because we are going to have a great conversation now, but also because Dr. Rosie has agreed to be a guest speaker at my free five-day festival that's coming up on April 18th. It's called Happy and Aligned, and you're invited. But first, let's talk sensitive superpowers. Rosie, I'm so glad that you're here. I was uh, reading your website and you have done so many incredible things and wrote 14 books and a whole long list of accomplishments. So instead of me fumbling through all of that, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Trent. Thank you. Um, so I think of myself as a regular person. I grew up in a family of nine. I was six of nine kids and outside Detroit in Michigan and um, pretty dysfunctional family, alcoholic family, that kind of thing. Uh, wanted to get married as soon as possible, get those kids, get that sort of rooted in a new life that would be happy. But that didn't happen. It wasn't a happy marriage. It wasn't, it was just not a fulfilling marriage. I chose to, um, um, I was 20, 20 when I got married and I was 23 when I had my first daughter, my, my daughter mm -hmm. and my, uh, when I was 26, it, I just needed to leave the marriage. And I realized that my children would be better off living with their dad while I kind of grew myself up while I went and got an education, uh, mm -hmm. a, a master's degree so I could get work. So my children could come live with me. So it was a huge part of my life that I made that choice for them. And the intention was that they would come live with me in a matter of months or years, you know, a couple of, maybe a couple. Anyway, I mentioned that because it, it is foundational to the reality of my life, which is my children never came to live with me because hmm. their reality with their dad became their whole life. And I yeah. became sort of secondary as I think a lot of mothers or parents who have to be non-custodial parents find. Um, but from there, I went into family therapy, uh, mm -hmm. became a, a marriage and family therapist, yeah. worked in recovery out in Nova Scotia, Canada for uh, eight years. Um, I went sailing across the Atlantic Ocean on a 93-foot schooner. Uh, all these things I didn't expect to do. I just wanted to be a mom. You know, that was my yeah. life. Yeah. Mom. But life has its way of taking turns. It's so the does. bottom line of all of that from the 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 boat trip of two years to going to California and getting a PhD in transpersonal psychology, finding transformational life coaching, becoming a life mm -hmm. coach, training people to be life coaches and writing about all of that at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And I think the last thing would be to mention the, the process of spiritual emergence or what I call mm -hmm. spiritual immersion, like yeah. immersing yeah. ourselves in this process of relating to our spiritual self uh, and our human self at the same time 
that's a huge part of my life. And I think it's a big part of everybody's life. Uh, and that becomes sort of the focus of my work with people is to support and empower us to have an, cultivate enlightened living, as I say. Because mm. we go, oh yeah, I want to be spiritual and I want to be enlightened, but we actually don't <laughs> know what that means. We don't know what it means until we're in it. And I think you know that. Yep. Yes. We don't know it until we're in it. <laughs> no, we, it's so easy to pick up like this idea of what it means to be enlightened. And we can spend a lot of time and energy chasing that ideal. And until we realize that that's not really how it works. Yeah. Mm. And people will say, I had a, a client this morning and she goes, I know that once I'm transformed and once I have this, then life will be good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want you to get, if nothing else, that from my perspective, yeah. you never arrive because it just is the next uh, plateau for the next launch for yeah. your next learning opportunity. Yes. So, um, uh, and I, uh, the big event of my life mm-hmm. is I, on Saturday, I'm turning 70. Ooh, and, uh, that is a big day. It's a huge, I mean, I, it's one of those days that I've been ex, um, avoiding. If you, I can't avoid it, right? But it's like, that can't happen to me. It just won't happen to me. But uh, here I am, you know, days away from turning 70 and the yes. whole re- revelation and the profoundness of reality, if, if you will, yeah. uh, with that upcoming moment is a pretty big deal. Uh, I, I, like you said, I've written many books and one of those is called Aging Like a Guru. <laughs> Yes, I love that title. Aging like a guru, who me? Uh, because it's like I'm not aging, first of all, and second of all, what do you, what's this guru thing? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the closer I get to seventy, and obviously, if I make it to seventy, I'll make it to the day after seventy. Um, then it's like I I'm just the whole aging like a guru takes on a whole different reality than when I'm sixty five. Uh, aging like a guru so anyway that's that's the short story yeah of my life so that that's so funny you say this about first this thing about that we are always on on to on our way to the next plateau and that we won't ever really get there and then you say this about oh turning 70 is so big and you know what I remember feeling that way about turning 18 because then I would have to get my driver's license and then I would be a grown-up and I actually still had that thought when you're 18 you're grown up I had that until I was halfway through my 20s because we have this funny funny idea about time and age and it's fascinating and um and I'm so grateful that I am one of those people that is always curious about who I am and who who we are and as as a transformational coach I'm curious about what's going on for my clients so it's like oh what's what's it like being you and uh so listening to myself going what's it like being me turning 70 it's like I'm not seven there's nothing in me that's 70 you know first of all we're eternal beings so I have to keep that in mind second of all the youthfulness of who I am is Mm -hmm. is but you know the physical body is doing what the physical body is doing, and and even that is I'm pretty healthy for mm-hmm. almost decades. So, yes. so it's all our, our orientation with, like you say, time and aging and all of that. It, it's it's pretty remarkable. It's a pretty wonderful experience, adventure that we're in, and 
the older I get, the more I appreciate the adventure. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I can't do another day. Please get me off the planet. I've had many days like that. Yes, yes. I've been there going to bed hoping I didn't have to wake up oh, in the morning. Please. Yes. Please. Yes. Stop this planet I need to get off because, <laughs> yeah. I had this thought once in relation to that. It's like, just stop this. Just stop. I want to get off, just like you just said. Yeah. And it was like this voice came in and said, well, what's the point of that? You're an eternal being. You're doing this forever, ever, right? And it's like, oh, wait, yeah. But doing it forever doesn't mean that we're in this hellishness or this despair and this despondence and dread. It doesn't mean that at all. Mm. But it, it was that place like, oh, I just want to get off. But it's like, well, you can get off, but you're still going to be in it because yes. you're eternal. Yes. So, those dilemmas are like, oh, now what do I do? How do I? So, no. Oh, yep. yep. I, know, I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, exactly. I, I can hear myself, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And someone said, oh, and talking about reincarnation. I was like, that's not a comfort. That just means I have to do this all over again. <laughs> yes. I am. Uh, I created a podcast called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. Yes. And the intention of that, uh, intention of that is to talk about this process that you and I are kind of alluding to, mm -hmm. of how do we be present to ourselves through this process of questioning who we are and immersing ourselves slowly. I think about tiptoeing in yeah. to uh, our, again, our spiritual relationship with ourselves because it's pre it can get pretty, the waters can get deep. And they can get pretty um, scary. Absolutely. Uh, and if we have some guidance and some support to go, oh, yeah, okay, Rosie talks about that. And uh, Trin talks about that. Okay, it's not that abnormal. In fact, we all go through it. So Absolutely. anyway, there's 100, 100 podcasts, 100 podcasts, 100, 100 things. Episodes. Episodes, thank you. Yes. For, uh, for uh, spiritual immersion, taking the plunge. And again, Ooh. you find out anywhere you're listening to yes yes there's a lot of good stuff to dive into there thank and you yeah and and i keep thinking because my focus has been on being highly sensitive in all of this craziness we call life and and i've been thinking as you've been been talking about your story and your experiences about how big a role do you think it has played in your life to be highly sensitive? Um, I think it's played, it, it, I, I, so, so first of all, I didn't realize, so that's my dog, Gracie. She's behind the, behind the, she's, she's in the jungle somewhere <laughs> chasing rabbits. Um, okay. That's it. You're done. Um, I didn't realize that I was a highly sensitive person until probably two or three years ago. Mm. Ooh, so a whole I mean, new dimension. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and a, and a, a client of mine is uh, also a therapist and she works with HSPs and, and it's like, yeah, that, but then it's like, wow, I think I'm one of those, one of those too. Uh, yeah. And I think it it's it's a really that's a really good question because i don't know how to answer it no uh, 
because we don't know until we know it's like oh that has mm -hmm. me or you know it's um i think what comes to mind is the analogy of a canary in a coal mine are yes. you familiar with that yeah that they in the coal mines they send the canary down if there's enough oxygen for a canary to live there's yes, probably enough it's safe for, for, yeah so. and once um, the canary tilts then it's time to get out yeah right so those of us who are sensitive to life um are sensitive to ways of being uh, this we'll call it the consensus view of reality of fear and uh, uh, abusive negativity that's coming at us constantly the you not you're not enough um in order to be more beautiful or more powerful or more wealthy or more loved or more it's all that you're not enoughness yeah i think the highly sensitive person is more sensitive to that so we, we kind of begin to wilt faster yeah than yeah. other people mm. um, and because we feel that we're there's something wrong with us because everybody else seems to think that's fine to keep trying to be more beautiful more wealthy more loved more it's like we think we're there's something wrong with us yeah so i lived I, most of my life trying to be different mm, and trying to fit in yeah and uh, so that's that i think is the thing is we're, we're so sensitive that we we're the front runners of yes. what how people should be kinder to each other and more sensitive mm -hmm. to each other and actually listen to each other yeah and hear each other, get each other. Yes, yes, and I I agree with the canary picture, and I think um, sometimes you know there's long lists of traits that if you tick these, you're probably a highly sensitive people, a highly sensitive person. But one of the things I think sometimes is missing that there is a kind of spiritual sensitivity as well. I find, and to like the unfairness you say or to to what's not right in life and i think that to me that's one of the strongest qualities because that means we don't settle easily we we where it's like society and our parents it's just easier for them if we just fit in and shut up and do as we're that's told right. and and people who might be less sensitive, they do that because they're told to and, and they sort of get through that. But that's not always an option for us because it feels so horrible that, that we keep struggling. And so I actually think that's a good thing, not an easy thing, but it, it helps us not to settle. It, it gives us that there has to be more yes. behind or underneath this that we're seeing that everybody else seemed to think is that's it yes i had an experience this was 20 years ago 30 25 years ago um where i i asked my brother for um a loan to, to pay some to pay the rent and he gave me a lot of justifications why he wasn't going to do that mm. and i said what i said was I can't remember what I said, but his response was, oh, you're too sensitive. And it was like, it was a wake up call for me because mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, it was like a shocker to hear him say that. Maybe other people had said it before, but at this point it's like, I'm not too sensitive. This is my truth. This is who I am. This is what I am. Yeah. And if you don't want to lend me the money, 
okay, but I'm not too sensitive. I don't know that I could say that to him, but it was a, it was a, an owning of, I'm not too sensitive, like too sensitive. Yeah, yeah. I'm me. And this is what this, this me looks like and sounds like and is. And it was a moment of uh, sovereignty, if you will, of yeah. rising up. And it was a, it was a good moment for me uh, to have that. And not that I was able to sustain that, we'll say, because our training is so to, to oppress and suppress. Yeah. And so it's taken me years, decades to get to a point of this level, this level yeah. of sovereignty, this level of, of declaration of, of me as me, not me as, oh, I'm a highly sensitive person, be careful. You know, yes. and I think we can use that to say, I'm a highly sensitive person, so I have to watch, watch, watch. Mm -hmm. And that makes us like a victim of that yeah. as opposed to, wow, I am more and more grateful. Every day I'm on the planet, I'm more grateful for my sensitivities because I'm opening to what that allows me in terms of what the universe, in a sense, shares with me. And I can then, in, in essence, share with, with the world the way I do so absolutely as challenging as our human uh, path is our human journey our human um, experience is it's so valuable to just I think to stick around and keep noticing what what's showing up as a learning opportunity absolutely especially once we have this feeling that life isn't out to get us life is actually for us it's on our yes. side if you like yes yeah because and then uh, it becomes an adventure yes. instead of just you know waiting for oh my god what's the next thing that's gonna hit me yes and especially our um our our system of aging i mean we're aging from the time we become a zygote you know that by the time you know the, yeah. the two cells come together and now we, we're maturing from yeah. there on until we die and so the, this process is ever evolving, but we don't go, we don't think about that until our skin starts to get crepey or, you know, the wrinkles or the sags. Gravity or, becomes visible. and <laughs> Gravity becomes, but everything else becomes like, even when we're in our forties or thirties, it's like, oh, my memory's going, I'm getting old or, oh, I'm feeling aches. It's like, I'm getting old. It's like, we, we attribute all of that to aging when it's not aging, it's our belief system and our, yeah. our, 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 the sense, the sensitivity we all have to our um, uh, consensus view of reality. That makes yeah. sense. Yes. And so the more sensitive we are to that, we uh, turning 70, it's like, I'll probably, you know, I should get out of bed. And this is air quote, like, uh, that's not the truth, but mm. get out of bed and have aches. And oh my God, this is like yeah. horrible. Eh, you know, and yeah. I, okay, I'm going to see the doctor tomorrow, and I'm going to see the doctor the next day, and I'm going to see another doctor. It's yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. a paradigm, if you will. Yeah. And um, it's not required. We think we're in decline and decrepitude. So, this whole paradigm of aging mm -hmm. and the sensitivities that we have to the culture, our yeah. culture, let's say, oh, you're old, you're mm -hmm. old, you better go to the doctor, you're better stop doing that you better stop doing that yeah um, opposed to we are so much more so much more than Absolutely. so i'm 
I'm, it's daunting to age well and age like a guru, if you will, uh, because I don't know what that actually means other than just to be me. Yeah. But this being sensitive to my own knowing, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, I think such a gift of your, sh- your podcast is be sensitive to your own knowing yes. and trust and respect that versus um, anything else. The gift, the gift of being highly sensitive is the gift. Yes. Absolutely. And I like getting to share all these stories about how it has turned out to actually be a gift, as you say, because like you mentioned, and like I experienced, and and most I talk to have this feeling of being wrong, and weird and broken from the start. And if there's about 20% of us, which is the number I've come across, that means that if you're in a group of 10 people, there's at least one more like you yes, yes exactly yep. so standing up for ourselves and our sensitivity and owning it and being open about it i really think that's the best thing we can do because that first hurdle is feeling wrong and alone that's right so that's, that's right. actually pretty easy to to make better easy again air quotes because it takes some courage and some awareness and some figuring out who we are as you say i think if i used my 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 testing Mm -hmm. i don't have testing but i would say um i would say 50 percent rather than 20 Mm percent in terms of maybe not everybody's fitting enough of those categories but how people are sensitive we're more sensitive in every human being I've ever talked to truly, unless they're really hardened and armored. Yeah. Offended. They have a sense of that place of uh, fear of being enough uh, uh, and um, weird. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel that they're going to be found out as weird or um, insufficient in some way or insignificant. Um, and so more people than we can imagine, I think, really feel that way. But we're just more armored and mm. uh, defended. We live a, a well-defended life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> and how's your life going, basically? And yeah. if, we're not, if we're not leaning into our, our fulfillment and happiness, you know, like you're happy and aligned a festival coming up mm-hmm. if we're not leaning into that we're probably not leaning into cultivating more sensitivity so that we're listening to ourselves and others in a more sensitive way does that make sense yes absolutely because to me that gives me a foundation that allows me to open up to my sensitivity and be open about it because I don't spend all my time, as you say, protecting myself or, or building my armor or keeping it up to, to stay safe. I have that safety from within That's right. instead now. That's right. And you can align to that. And as we align to that, then we become more fulfilled because we're listening to ourselves. Yes. We want people to listen to us. It's one of the things we strike, struggle with our whole life is just listen to me. Hmm. But 90% of us are not listening to ourselves. When I have a, a, a client, a coaching client, mm-hmm. or whatever, 
and I'll say, what's it like being you right now? And they'll go, I don't know what you mean. What, what do you mean? Yeah. It's like, what's it like being you in this moment? I, I don't know what, what do you mean by being? I don't know. I, you know, I, this is who my mother told me who I was. This is what my, how I am with my husband. This is how I am with my children. This yeah. is how I am at work. Yes. And I'm sitting with you and, and here, here I am. What do you want me to be? How do you want me to be a client basically? Yeah. Like, I, I want to know what it's like being you right now. Mm. I don't know because we're not listening and hearing and getting who we are in the moment. We're trying mm. to strive. We're trying to get away from, we're trying to stay armored. We're trying to stay defended. Yeah. But I, 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 in my work, I think I'm cultivating and creating that sensitivity to what showed up. Like uh, I had a client this morning and she's talking about something and, and I was talking about something and her face just got red, reddish mm. yeah. and uh, tearish kind of. And mm. I said, what? up because this because she changed into an, a, a different state of being yeah. in that moment because that's where we live we live in mm-hmm. the moment and so to say what just happened in this moment and she mm-hmm. goes oh i just felt some sadness yeah 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 that was it, 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 it was, so we become more sensitive we're cultivating the capacity for us to be more sensitive to ourselves mm-hmm. and honor this as opposed to dishonor this even when people say you know i don't like chocolate it's like good to know but everybody else likes chocolate i get it but you don't no i don't like chocolate good to know rather than well here's what we should do to get you to like chocolate or yes if we start you out on a small dose then we can (laughs) that's right and that's what so much of our world is about you should like chocolate yes it's good for you you know yeah and uh uh, chocolate is just an example of whatever you know you should like mm-hmm. uh, also whatever. because if you don't like chocolate that's sort of inherently asking my choice or you know questioning my choice about liking chocolate and I don't want that because I'm just so used to eating my chocolate that don't don't you be different to remind me that there are other options and I think uh, that, uh, that's true. I think for a lot of our cultural foods, chocolate's just one of mm-hmm. them. But um, you know, being raised with a lot of meat and potatoes and and wheat and breads, mm-hmm. and it's like, and or the cocktail hour, right? Five o'clock in the United States is the cocktail hour. Yeah. That's what I expected to do, and that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I have an allergy to alcohol. Mm-hmm. It gives me the spinnies, like I get vertigo. Not yeah. not drunk, just. No. And the same with wheat and sugars and things like that, that it's like, no, I have a right to my things that I want. And it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, my body has some sensitivities. I'm, you know, because we all do. Mm-hmm. And so I start to respect and honor my sensitivities because you I have it. to, if you want to feel good, I've don't you? Yeah. I've got uh, aches and pains when I eat things that I shouldn't. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eyes get all cloggy up and it's like you got to pay attention those are sensitivities that you're yeah. experiencing and people go, I got to go to the doctor I have this ache you know ache it's like yeah and then I can say well what, what are you eating but most people don't want to hear that right exactly what you said it's like don't tell me that you have a sensitivity because I don't want to know about my sensitivities yeah. I want to keep eating and drinking the way I want to yep Okay. And the doctor probably got some pill that'll allow you to do that too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it becomes 
it. It becomes more aligned. I want to be aligned with my true nature mm-hmm. versus taking a pill that's going to help me uh, forget about it. Basically, about it. Yeah. I had a, a friend of mine who she says she would she's very sensitive to sugar. So she said she would be eating a chocolate chip cookie mm-hmm. and wiping or putting some salve on her breast where it was itching at the same time. <laughs> she's like i can't stop it's like okay i get i get it because i you know we all have our sensitivities wherever Mm -hmm. they are and we don't want to admit them we don't want to we want to ignore them and i i think that's true for all highly sensitive people we just want to ignore that that's the truth try to live be normal but normal isn't great no and and that's the beauty of of finding that alignment and to find that we have to be true to ourselves and when we start to live life like that that's another addiction i find because then we don't want to go back it's it's like when when you feel how your body is more vital and alive without sugar and wheat then why would you go back yes that Mm. And that's true with, you know, people who are like in a nine to five job and they go, I can't live without it, but they, Mm -hmm. you know, because of COVID or whatever circumstances, they have had to live without that nine to five. Mm -hmm. And then they realize, wow, there's a lot of freedom and flexibility and fun here. I don't want to go back. Yeah. Uh, And the same with uh, partners, perhaps, or Mm -hmm. whatever it is where it's like, I, I was so addicted. I was a love addict in a sense. I was addicted to relationships. Yeah. I thought I needed one and couldn't live without it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm clear. I don't I don't want to say because of my sensitivities, but because of who I am with my sensitivities. Yes. Um, I'm actually a happier person without a partner. I just am. I have a lot of freedom and fun and a lot of flexibility. I enjoy mm-hmm. my own company. I have a lot of I can make my own choices. At times the I would love to share the responsibilities at times. I would love to share, you know, the parts that are hard that I do by myself. We had a power outage yesterday because we had some wind and rain, you know, and I had to go out there and, you know, 70 years old and I'm out there starting a generator, you know, pulling on that thing, getting it going. It's like, I wish I had someone here to do that. But at the same time, it feels kind of cool, doesn't it? When it started crazy, my dog was like watching it and, the smoke started out and the, you know, they went on, but I went, yes, I did it. I did it. You know? yes. um, <laughs> so there's those moments where it's like, geez, I wish I had somebody else to do that for me, mm. but I have to do that maybe twice a year. No big deal. Right. No. And, uh, and I'm happier, happy yeah. and fulfilled and aligned. That's, that's what's I'm aligning to the truth of who I am. Mm. And, uh, it's big work it- to align to it's not like, and, and what, we're, what we're both saying, this is not like you go, oh, I'm a highly sensitive person. Now I'm great. Now I can own that and aren't I somebody, you know? Oh, but if it, only. <laughs> but there's a lot of that uh, real discovery and the willingness to be true to ourselves in that ex- exploration of, mm-hmm. wow, I just feel like I suck or I've been told my whole life yeah. that I'm weird or, you know, and mm-hmm. I have believed it and yeah. I, gotta, I gotta stop doing that. And that's training ourselves. A lot of training we don't we think we just have to own it it's like oh i'm now enlightened about my sensitivities and it's all good but 
you know, I, I always use the analogy of math or multiplica multiplication table, like learning, learning to, to our ABCs so that we can put words together, so that we can put sentences together, mm -hmm. that we can put paragraphs together. Like we had to train ourselves, right? Yeah. What comes after M, you know, yes. <laughs> that kind of thing, or multiplication tables or whatever it is, or angles, yeah. that constant learning and training ourselves. I, I paint or I knit, both of those things. And I'm constantly having to learn and train myself to do things that I've never done before. It takes training. And mm -hmm. we, we have to honor that it takes training to change these patterns, change these belief systems, change these orientations in our lives. My company is called the Paradigm Shifts because that's what we're doing is we're changing yeah. our paradigm from and we and it's like from fear-based living to aligned and happy and essence, our essence. And people go, you can't live without fear. It's like, well, maybe not, but maybe you can live with less fear. Absolutely. We, uh, there's a statistic, I don't know if you've seen this one, but 80% of our thoughts are negative in nature. Oof. <laughs> Yep. So if that's true, mm -hmm. across the board, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of whoever is listening and a lot of your everybody mm -hmm. who's about 80% of the time negative thoughts. So if we're aware of that, mm -hmm. I'm sensitive to, oh, I'm in a negative state of being. Absolutely. Oh, I must be thinking negative things. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm thinking about the breakup of my boyfriend 14 years ago. It's like, yep. okay, you know. Or worrying about what might happen in the future. Or... That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Or uh, whatever it is that's here and now, right now, that, that makes us sad. Absolutely. So there's authentic sadness, there's authentic expression mm. of us. And then there's what we kind of hold on to in these negative patterns. It's just patterning and habits. And so I say that in relation to training ourselves, that was mm -hmm. what they, like, if I'm 80% negative in thought, what if I just did 70%? What if I worked at eliminating 10%? Yeah. Like that would be a really good thing. I would be 10% happier. Yeah. Like and that's a no brainer, right? Yep. We don't, yep. you don't yep. have to go to therapy. You don't have to get medication to, to train yourself to notice, oh, I'm in a negative pattern of thinking. Stop. Mm, yeah stop, stop. and or redirect or pivot as they say or oh look at the pretty butterfly on the you know right yeah oh over here yes <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> look at you know redirect yourself to something that's positive if you can't mm. get yourself out of it yeah you know but, but or even go take a nap have a time out <laughs> a nap yes Flowers are blooming outside. Go step outside or yes. pet your cat or your dog or look at your fish or pick Absolutely. up a paintbrush. Whatever yeah. it is that can shift that negativity in the moment, but we have to catch it in the moment. Yeah. Because uh, that's where we live. We live in the moment. We go, yeah, mm. but what about the past and what about the future? It's like, yeah, I, I get all that. And right here, right now is where you are. Um, you are this mm. is where you are. Yes. I think you might just have, have answered my my wrap up question about what it is that you would like to see shift in the future for highly sensitives to thrive more. 
And maybe this shifting of our thoughts is one of them. Or maybe as you were talking about your client who, and or clients that when you ask them what it's like to be you right now, is there something, do you have a tool or something that you use to help them to find that awareness inside themselves? I quite often will ask the question, so like, what's it like to be you? Mm -hmm. It's like, what's the quality of being right now? What's, it, what's the quality of being? Because if I say, what, is it, what does it feel like to be you? Immediately people go in their heads. Uh, I think I feel. Mm. Well, I have this deadline, so I'm a little bit stressed maybe. or Right. But if I say, what's the quality of being right now? Mm. Quality of being. And we're always in the states of being. This was, a, was really helpful to know. Is we're in a state of being all the time. We're yeah. in a state of being grace or presence or happiness or aligned or we're in a state of fear or state of anxious we're in a state of dread we're in a state of despair and despondence mm. uh, hate rage we're always in a state of being and that state of being is what drives us to whatever actions we take yeah and how we take that action so i'm mm. driving down the street and i'm anxious and i'm afraid i'm going to be late and then I, you know, it's like, and I get mad because that person pulled in front and right? yeah. the state of being is, it's driving all of that. Mm. We have this mind that says, I want to be empowered and in control. So I'm yeah. going to that to stay mm. empowered in control. Or we go, okay, let's just kind of, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's not working. It doesn't yeah. work for anybody. We feel like we're in control. We feel like we're right. All those things, but yeah. we just go, so like being you right now mm. really pissed off because i am not in control yeah. okay great i totally get it yeah I'm frustrated i feel powerless because i can't make my life be different i can't get people to hear me or see me totally get that so what's the quality of that experience and they can go they can feel it like what is it you want to experience what's the mm -hmm. quality of experience you want and uh or people will say, hey, I want, you know, they come in with a coach. Everybody wants something. You come yeah. in to get something. Yeah. What is it? You want? Oh, I want a red sports car. Okay, mm -hmm. great. What will you have when you have that sports car? Oh, I'll have this identity and this sexiness and all that stuff. Yeah. What will you have when you have that sexy, powerful sense of self? Mm -hmm. It's a quality of being that we're looking for. Yeah. We want that quality of being. What's the quality of being when you feel sexy and and um, in your behind your wheel? Mm -hmm. I feel empowered. I feel wonderful. I feel delighted. I feel excited. I feel I'm an adventure. Mm. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Or quite often, sorry, I'm answering answering this question 14 ways because I think it's an important. Yeah, question. yeah, yeah. Very but important. quite often, and this really is helpful. This is my magic wand. Mm. And. Yeah. Um, I'm a fairy godmother, officially, because I say so. And, <laughs> and so I'll say to people, I'll say to you, Trin, mm -hmm. in this moment, this is an example, it's like, what is it, um, that, what is it that you want? I'm going to wave my magic wand, and I empower you to empower yourself to make that so. So mm -hmm. what is it that you're wanting? I want. Now, before you start, 
-hmm. I want everybody who's watching to watch what happens to you as you're answering that question. Okay. But no okay. pressure, right? Just be you, just be you. <laughs> so what is it that you want? I'm waving okay. my magic wand and you can have it. I think what I want more than anything is to know for sure that I can never lose that connection to myself, or at least I can always find it if it's momentarily gone. Okay, excellent. Now, what you said is, is I want to, to know that, okay? In this moment, I want you to be in the knowing. What shifted in this moment as you're being in the knowing of that? Mm, that that feels so much more empowered, as you said, and, and what's the confident. Quality, good. What's the quality of that being of, of that that state of being for you? What's the quality of being in that knowing that you're wanting? Mm. Amazing. <laughs> wow. What's the quality? Mm. <laughs> the expression is amazing, right? That's the, the like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. But mm -hmm. so what is that that is the source of that expression of amazing? Does that make sense? What is that when I say, what's it mm -hmm. like to be in that knowing? Because a lot of people say, well, I want the knowing and mm -hmm. we're committed to the wanting, but we don't actually have the experience of the knowing. So I just say, hey, what's what's it like being in the knowing? And you go, whoa. Yeah. It feels it feels safe and it feels there's strength in that. Beautiful. Mm. Anything else? Well, confident and invincible, if that excellent. That's, yeah. Yeah. That, the safe safeness allows us to, to feel the invincibility. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. Mm. So that's that's when we're in the moment and we can cultivate that ability to be present to, I'm not in that, I'm in her, but I yeah. want that. So how do I cultivate the capacity to not only bring myself in this, I ask the question, boom, you're in it, right? It's not like it's far away someplace, it's right here. Okay. But yeah. we go, oh, no, I've got to go through, but it, it's creating that, that space for this and mm -hmm. then cultivating a capacity to sustain that to greater and greater degrees. Yeah. And so that's watching that negativity and go, oh, that negative thing. Yeah, no, I'm right. Here. I love this. Amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Automatic impulse response. Yeah. Amazing. Because that's what is. I like this. I think that was really good especially because that's that's such a powerful example of of what i believe that life is meant to be enjoyable even personal and spiritual growth that it it doesn't have to be hard or or long to-do lists that one powerful question or a follow-up question to a powerful question that's really all it takes if we're willing to go there. That's right. And then to remember that. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's what I want. Oh, that, mm -hmm. no, that, that. Yes, and then, then there's the practice of it. It's the practice and the training and it's the, it's asking the question. Okay, so 
I'm caught over here. Mm -hmm. What is this that I'm caught in that doesn't allow me to be here? Oh, well, I'm attached to identity. I'm attached to roles. I'm attached to um, my thinking about money. I'm attached to my fears. We're attached to fears. I yeah. like my fear. So it's like, I'm more attached to my fear than I am um, uh, in alignment with this. Okay. I'm yes. more committed to staying safe in my fears than this. Okay, great. Good to know. Right. Good to, yes. Awareness is always the first step. But I want this. Right. Yes. On my website, I know we have to close up because we're running late. But uh, on my website, I have a um, a blog. I have lots of blogs on my website. Mm. But one in particular says, "We want transformation. We just don't want to change." <laughs> and it's, it's a great article. I love it. Um, yes. It's absolutely true. Was we want to just wave your magic wand, Rosie, yes. and I'll have that. And it's like, yeah, yes. no, my magic wand allows you to hear and see and get what's true for you. And then support and empower you to empower yourself to have that. Period. There we have it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to continue this at the festival. So if no sooner, I will see you in two weeks from today. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> thank you thank you see you bye this was dr rosie kuhn talking to trine about sensitive superpowers and don't forget that we have a happy and aligned festival coming up and you're invited there's a link in the show notes hope to see you there